You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 171. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today we're talking all about cardio. This is a topic that a lot of people ask me questions about and a lot of people request. I actually have a really good, if I do say so myself, podcast episode about cardio already. It's episode 96, and it's called How Much Cardio Should I Do? And in that episode, I'm really answering that question that a lot of people ask is, what should my split be between cardio and weights? And should I be doing more or less cardio? What's that sweet spot? How much should I be doing? And I answer that question in that episode. But what I don't answer in that episode is kind of the next step of like, once you figure out how much cardio you can or should be doing based off of your goals and your body type and things like that, then it's like, okay, now I know I need to do cardio. So like, now what, (laughs) how do do I do cardio? What type of cardio do I do? Like, how do I make sure it's enjoyable? How do I make sure it's actually helping me reach my goals? And so that's the purpose of today's episode. And I'm bringing on my friends, Lauren and Kelly from SysFit. And they are all about like helping women with cardio. And, um, you'll hear in the episode, but they're both division one track runners And they now have created a company and a brand and an app that helps women to be able to um, have fun doing cardio and be able to coach you through the process. And so we'll talk a little bit about their app um, because it's pretty freaking cool uh, in the episode. But really the point of this is to help you to say, okay, I'm going to do cardio. Now what are some things I need to think about? How do I make this fun? How do I make this something that I enjoy? How do I fit it into my day? We talk in this episode, one of the favorite things that came out of this episode was not something that I planned going into it, but we had a really great conversation about comparison to the person you are now or the body you have now or the fitness level that you are now versus a previous version of yourself. And um, make sure you listen uh, when we talk about that because I think it's such a it, it was such a beautiful organic thing that came out of this podcast episode as I was talking to Lauren and and Kelly about this comparison that we tend to do with like former versions of ourselves or past versions of ourselves. So that's what this podcast episode is about. Um, in the podcast episode, I also share that Lauren and Kelly are going to be doing a free challenge and it's going to be inside of their app. So they're going to give you free access to their app and in the app, they have this really cool feature where you are on a treadmill or you're running outside or whatever you're doing, but they're essentially like in your ear coaching you the entire time. And, Anne from our team has been using the app and she, cause she likes to run and she's loving it. She just said, it's so amazing to have somebody in your ear, like telling you what to do throughout the whole workout. And I think one of the hardest things with cardio is that we find it really boring and static. Like we just, the only thing we can think of is like, I just go out and run outside or I just go and like hop on the bike or I just go hop on the rower where in reality we can, you can do a lot 
with that of tempo and speed and recovery and, you know, shooting your heart rate up and, and recovering after that and having somebody be able to walk you through that in your ear is really valuable. Anyway, they have a really great app. And so they invited me and asked if I wanted to, during this challenge, teach a little bit about the macros and the mindset side of things. And I said, heck yeah, it sounds like such a good matchup. <laughs> you guys do the cardio stuff, which is like not really my, my thing, but I will talk about like the nutrition and the mindset. So, uh, they're running this challenge. And if you want to come and sign up for it, it starts in two weeks on December 6th, go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash cardio challenge. And I'll send you to the link so that you can sign up for that free challenge. You'll get access, like I said, to the app and they're going to have prizes and a community. And if you've been wanting to like up your cardio game or include more cardio, if that's something that you want to have in your in your plan, then I highly recommend coming and joining us for the challenge. So that's bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash cardio challenge. And we'll be running that together in December. All right. Without further ado, let's hop into the interview with Lauren and Kelly. Welcome Lauren and Kelly. How are you guys doing this morning? Hey, hey. Doing well. how are you? How are you? I am so good. And I'm so excited to talk about this topic because it's one that is, uh, so like, I feel like what we're going to talk about today is great because it's something in the realm of fitness. It's something in the realm that people really want to learn about. And it's not like my expertise. <laughs> and so <laughs> I've always felt like, let's bring on people who this is their expertise. And that's you guys. So let's start out before we dive into this topic about cardio. Um, tell us a little bit about you guys. Tell us a bit about um, how, what your relationship is, what your business is, how that all kind of got started. Sure. This is Kelly. I'll hop in and start with this one. Um, so our relationship is that Lauren and I are sisters. Lauren is my older sister. Um, we are about three years apart. So we were lucky. We grew up really close. We actually ran track and field together on the same high school and college team. So we were both division one track and field athletes. And we started CISFIT, gosh, about five years ago, back in 2016. And our entire reasoning for starting CISFIT was because we felt like there was such a void in the high intensity cardio niche. And being former division one track and field athletes, we went from training for five hours a day on the track, just really, really rigorous to okay, hold on. Wait, five hours a day. You guys are training five. <laughs> like I can't even imagine. <laughs> I know. Well, more Lauren. So she was a heptathlete, which is seven events. She can oh explain more about that. But so when you're trying to master so many events and I was a hurdler, you have your strength training, you have your cardio, you have all of the recovery in the training room. Like it's just, it's very intense. And that pretty much is your job simultaneous to obviously being um, a student as well. So that was an adjustment going to full-time modeling for Lauren in a full-time corporate career for me. It was like, whoa, what do we, what do we do now? Yeah. So wait, talk about that a little bit, because I feel like for, first of all, like five hours of anything is a ton of time. And I mean, I know you said you're doing things other than cardio, but my mind immediately went to, oh my gosh, five hours of cardio. I think I would die. <laughs> no, we would die too. So I'm glad that yeah. you like brought in that. That was like included a whole bunch of different things. But I think that that's such a huge change to go from being a division one athlete, five hours a day, like training all of the things to then once that career is over and you're kind of, or I don't know, I don't, you just call your career over, but, but once you're moving on to like that next phase of life where that isn't all you do all day, every day, like, what is that transition? Like, 
Yeah, this is Lauren now. I would say it's a huge transition. Um, I think a lot of, I mean, just generally speaking, our teammates could relate to the fact that your identity, everything you do and you know is being a student athlete and a lot of times even focusing on the athletic side of things. And I mean, we're grateful that our parents always instilled that academics comes first and we knew that we were going to have to succeed academically in order to have um, a strong you know, career moving forward, but it's really easy to get caught up in the athletic side of it. And then all of a sudden you have your last meet and you graduate and now what, and you're used to training all these hours and staying fit and having that be your identity to all of a sudden we're working long hours and Kel was in a corporate career. We were both traveling a ton and now we've got client dinners and we've got early call times and we're out until late. We don't have access to a gym. We're dealing with jet lag, but we still want to feel the way that we did as athletes and not lose, I guess, that, that health focused mind. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of where CISFIT started from. So here's a question for you guys. Do you guys still consider yourselves athletes? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just so interested because like, I feel like I consider myself an athlete, but I also was never like a division one, anything <laughs> uh, yeah. other than student. I, um, so I wonder that transition, if it's like, you actually really know what like an athlete is like, and who's re- like, that's where that really is your identity. Um, so I'm just, you know, curious as like, do you still consider yourself an athlete? That's a good question. I mean, I do, but I also consider anyone who is looking for consistent, continuous improvement and athlete in the fitness realm and oh, in, I like that. in more nutrition. So it's like, if you're constantly working like towards that. bettering yourself, like, I think that is the athlete mentality. And that's more how I relate as an athlete still, Laura might have a different answer. I no, I absolutely agree. And I think it's a great question. It's something we call all of our community athletes. I mean, if you are doing yeah. these workouts, if you're putting yourself out there and you're putting in that effort, you are an athlete. There's no question about that in my mind. Yeah. Well, I love that idea of like continuous improvement. You know, I, a lot of times I talk about like how it's possible to hold both simultaneously. You can, you know, love the body you have and work for the body you want. You can appreciate where you're at and want to go somewhere else. Like, I think we can hold both of those simultaneously. And to me, that's kind of what is in, in, incorporated in that. Like you, you have a desire to do something different, to grow, to like continue to push, to like reach that next level. And I think that is really the heart of what an athlete is, is someone who wants to do more. Definitely. That gave me the chills. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. So good. Um, okay, cool. So division one athletes, did you guys start CISFIT when you guys were in college or was it post-college for you guys? No, it was about four years post-college for me, Kelly. So we were, we were a few years out, but what held Lauren and I together. So we actually lived together a few years in college. We trained together. We were really, really close. We still of course are, but when we went opposite directions in our careers, we were both traveling constantly. So our connection point pretty much was working out. It was, Hey, I'm in, I might've been in Fargo, North Dakota in a random hotel gym that has one kind of slow treadmill and no dumbbells. And Lauren's in another country. And we would just text and be like, Hey, I'm doing this workout today. Or why don't you try this one? What do you think? And we would just go back and forth with really efficient workouts that a lot of times were not what our preference would be. And that's what kept us together and realizing like one accountability is huge. And two, working with what you have is huge. And those small, consistent efforts kept us where we wanted to be, which had we have thought about that five years ago, we'd be like, there's no way you can be fit if you're not training five hours a day. It's just not possible. 
yeah, not possible. <laughs> and now <laughs> you're like, well, you're forced into figuring out that it definitely is possible. Right. Exactly. And I think that that's, that's really valuable. Um, okay. So what would you say is the biggest difference? Cause you guys mentioned that you, as a, uh, you know, an athlete, a division one athlete, you were doing strength training, you were doing recovery, you're doing cardio, you were kind of doing all these different, different pieces. Um, and as, as your time gets cut down from five hours a day to maybe 20 minutes in a day, you're not necessarily able to do all 50 different types of working out. So what is the difference between like a cardiovascular workout versus a strength workout? And how have you guys been able to find the balance between those two training modalities, um, in, in being an athlete in this stage of your life? So we definitely like to alternate between the two. Um, and first and foremost, Lauren and I were sprinters in college. A lot of times people assume you're running marathons and you're a distance runner and you just Mm -hmm. want cardio, cardio, cardio. Before we even start any of this off, we find strength and cardio to be equally as important. They definitely were as athletes because you needed that power. You needed all the strength in order to do the sprints. Um, so we like to alternate, but our goal, whether we're utilizing resistance training or cardio is to always accelerate our heart rate and then drop down for periods of rest. So even in our strength training, we will do little cardio bursts of maybe like burpees or squat jumps and then our heavier lifting. But the goal is always to get your heart rate up and back down, because if you have 20 minutes, you really want to maximize that time. Um, but we typically, I would say three cardio days per week and two strength is our, what we found to be the sweet spot and alternating the two to not get burnt out. Okay. So one, so what you had said earlier was that you had, you guys saw a, a space in the fitness industry in terms of high intensity, um, cardio that was quick and effective. And that's kind of what led you to the space of starting CISFIT. So will you talk a little bit more about that? Um, you know, this idea of when we say cardio, people typically have like a one track mind of like, this is what cardio is kind of like you said, people assume you're running marathons, right? It's like you go out and run for four miles and that's cardio. But in reality, there's so many different types of cardio and we can really structure our cardio in different ways. So, um, will you kind of speak more to the difference between maybe like a more long distance cardio versus a more high intensity interval training style? And what would be the benefit of one versus the other? Yes. I love that you asked this question because, um, Kel and I, although there's nothing against long distance cardio and marathon training and all of that, that's not our personal style. I think, um, coming from being on the track, we got such kind of a high and an endorphin rush from sprints, even up to like training on those harder days for the 400, the 800, that type of thing. Even if our events were shorter, um, you just feel so strong, so powerful, so energized from those types of workouts, but then transitioning that off the track, it was kind of like, shoot, now what? Because we're not able to get to the track all the time, especially working, um, in corporate and travel heavy careers. And so we also told ourselves we would never get onto treadmill. We are used to training outside. We hate treadmills. And we actually stumbled into a group fitness class together one time. And at the time we were not really into group fitness. We took this workout and it was all treadmill based interval training where you're sprinting for a minute. You're either jogging or walking for a minute. And mentally that was so much easier for us to wrap our heads around because we got that break, but we also got that high of pushing our bodies as hard as we wanted to for a short period of time. And so we kind of walked out of the class, like, holy smokes, this is something 
that we can do. And I think this, these are workouts that we can write and that we could excel in writing because we understand and we can empathize with the level that we want our athletes to push to, but also, um, it's going to give us the results we're after. It's going to give us the energy we're after the endorphins. And that was kind of the light bulb moment where we're like, Hey, we, we can do this. And not every trainer out there is doing this. Um, and so I would say that's kind of what, Kel, would you say that's what spurred our, our initial thoughts of, of writing workouts like this? Definitely that did. And then also injuries that we had throughout college that forced us in different modalities, whether that was the elliptical or getting in the pool or even doing like the sit down arm bike that people have probably not even seen in the gym. It's like the old one that's archaic, but you just realize that there's, if there's a will, there's a way. And there's so many different ways to accomplish that heart rate spike followed by the recovery period. And so that's where we just encourage people to find what works for them. And it doesn't need to be running to be equally as effective. It's still the principles of the hit training that we find to be just super effective mentally and physically. Yeah. And that kind of leads into the next question that I wanted to talk to you guys about. And that was, and I, I think we run in different circles, right. In some ways on Instagram. And so I definitely run in the circle of like the type of people who really like to bash cardio and like, it's all weights every day and like cardio stupid and like cardio is cardio and like, you know, that whole like realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, people who just are like, really like to hate on cardio, like don't totally. want to do it. Don't like to do it. It's stupid. And all of that. And you guys probably run in a, maybe a different circle. <laughs> um, but that definitely is, uh, there is a, a circle of people like that, um, on the internet and, and, you know, I, 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 listeners will laugh because I think I'm so moderate on like everything. It's like I one extreme to the other. It's like, we don't have to have just weightlifting or just cardio. Like we can have both (laughs) like Mm -hmm. in the middle. But what would you say to someone who maybe is kind of feels a little stuck in that mindset of like, they don't like cardio. Like they don't want to do it. It's not fun to them. They uh, don't enjoy it. Is that something that they can or should, should learn to enjoy? Or, you know, what have you found that makes it enjoyable, like makes it actually more fun because we all know that something has to be fun for you to like actually stick to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say we are, we were in that camp. We hated cardio. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that makes me feel so much better. It's like, you guys actually understand what it's like to hate hate cardio. (laughs) Yeah. We like, we liked racing track and field. We hated cardio. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I think it was realizing like how good we felt after and, and the overall benefits. I mean, and to your point, we still love lifting heavy. I mean, we don't go to a gym where we can do Olympic lifting all the time, but we did Olympic lifting as athletes in college. And we see a place for lifting and strength training on all of that. I would challenge someone who is in the strength heavy space to maybe even start not even with running or biking or elliptical, but just maybe mix in some spurts of burpees or some high knee running or jump on the rower. Like a lot of times if you're in a CrossFit class, you know, there are um, those bouts of cardio and see how that feels first. And if you're open to it, I think, um, Kel and I focus on audio coaching and our, we have a faster by SysFit app. And that's honestly like our sole intention of the app is to be able to be there with you as a coach and get in your head and say, I know this hurts right now. I know it's not that fun, but it's such a short period of time. You've got 15 seconds, then you're going to get a minute to walk or do whatever you need to. We're here with you. Just push that line. And I think learning how to mentally push makes you feel so strong and so empowered. And it's a skill that you can 
take over into the rest of your life, whether it's like finishing a couple of emails at the end of the day when you're exhausted or like getting through, you know, those dinners and baths with young kids and you're just like ready to lose your mind, but you just build those, that mental strength. And I think that's what, um, high intensity cardio can do for you. And so we like to try and make it more enjoyable by coaching you so that you feel like someone's in it with you. Someone's doing it with you. And then beyond that, our favorite way is running uh, community group challenges. And so Amber, I know you've got great group challenges. So you're familiar with that, but um, for anyone that's not, we put a program in our app. Everyone follows the same program. We've got a Facebook community. So everyone can kind of say, Hey, like we can all hate this workout together. It was everyone hard. Can commiserate about yes, the workout. Exactly. <laughs> it's like CrossFit. Yep. It's like, yeah. <laughs> this is totally off topic, but like, there's like pie graphs that will show like what you actually do in CrossFit. And it's like a little bit is like the warm up, and a little bit is like <laughs> the, the workout. And then the rest is like complaining about the workout. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what I think about. It's like, they're all like commiserate about how terrible the workout was. <laughs> totally. Kelly and I are unfortunately way too good at uh commiserating with each other. That's probably something we can work on. Um, so we're like, all right, well I guess we better do this. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, at least the clock's ticking. So you're like, oh shoot, I only got 30 seconds to commiserate because then we got to go again. Yeah. Um but yeah, so our group challenges are really fun. We also like to mix it up by adding in um some giveaways. We love giveaways. Everyone loves to you know check off their workouts. We've got a spreadsheet so you can literally check your boxes as you go. You can engage in that group and, and see just kind of what other people are up against as well in their day. Like a lot of times people are getting up at 4am and you're like, geez, I thought getting up at 6am was going to be rough today. I guess I can do it if they can do it. Um, or just seeing people crush their workout and get to celebrate with them. Um, so community is a really fun way having those giveaways, having the spreadsheet. Um, yeah. And I think that's probably our favorite way of getting people engaged and, and trying something new. I think it also adds to that element of consistency. And once you're consistent with those little efforts over time, you see so much progress that you don't want to stop doing something. Yeah. I think cardio, um, oftentimes it, it feels very lonely. Like it's like, Oh, I gotta go like go for a run and like be with my thoughts. or like, listen to some music or I gotta like, I, it just feels very lonely. And one of the things that I like about your guys's app is that it, it stops feeling lonely. Cause it's like, somebody is like there with you, even if only in your earbud of like commiserating with you, like telling you that, like, you know, here's what's coming. Here's what's next. It's what I get at CrossFit. Like I would never push as hard as I do at CrossFit with like a coach there and other people there doing it alongside of me. And I think what you guys have done so well on the app is really harness that power of, of community. Even if you are literally on the treadmill by yourself of like having that person who's there to push you, you're always going to push harder. Like you're, they're always going to be more enjoyable when like someone, when you just have to like get on the treadmill and okay, now someone's going to take over the whole workout. Someone's going to tell me what to do. They're going to tell me when to push. They're going to tell me when to rest. And I just have to like listen and like do what the person says. Uh, I think it's, it's such a great way to improve, (laughs) improve the experience of cardio being lonely. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, two, I want to mention, so, um, Lauren was, or yeah, Lauren was talking about the cardio challenge that they have coming up and they actually have one coming up in a couple of weeks and we have a link to that. So if you guys are interested in, um, being able to like go through having a community commiserating with that community about the workouts, (laughs) maybe you've been someone who you've been wanting to include more cardio and you're not really sure how to do that or how to make it fun. Um, I, I highly, highly suggest their challenge. I'm actually going to be teaching some stuff in it as well about nutrition, but they're the, they're the cardio 
queens. And so I'm going to let them do that aspect of it. But if that's interesting to you, you can go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash cardio challenge and you can sign up. It's a free, it's a free challenge. And I, I, I'm really excited about it because it's going to be rolling into the holidays when tends to be like a dark and gloomy time for a lot of people where it's, it's like cold outside and it's the holidays. And so things fall by the wayside. Um, and I think this is just a fun way to make it like, like reinvigorate. Uh, yeah. And actually one thing I would love to add to that. Um, I know we were just talking about strength and specifically those that love strength training, all of the workouts in this challenge are going to be what we call tread and shred style. And we will have, we'll have options for those of you that don't have treads, treadmills. Um, but the idea is that it's a combination of like eight or 12 minute rounds on the treadmill. So really quick, anyone can handle eight minutes on a treadmill and it's not 12 minutes straight <laughs> interval training. Thank yes. you. You get rest. <laughs> and then you'll head down to the floor and you'll do strength training for say eight, nine or 12 minutes. Then you'll be back up on the treadmill, then back on the floor. And so it's just this alternating. These workouts are a little bit longer for us. Um, at least two of there are three workouts per week. So that's also one of the awesome things about this challenge is most of the time we'll give you a 30 minute workout Monday through Friday, and we'll alternate cardio and strength. These ones by nature are a little bit more intense. They're a little bit longer. So you'll only have workouts Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and that'll give you full rest days to just kind of like regroup, get excited about it, get ready for the next workout. And that will be also the perfect opportunity to work with you, Amber, and have you, you know, educate a little bit on the health, nutrition, mentality side of things, which will be so valuable for, I think both of our communities. Yeah. We're excited. And, um, is one of our members on our team and she's, she's more of a runner than I am. Uh, and she's been using the app and she's like, it's so good. Like she just really, really has enjoyed using the app. And she's like, this is like, just, it's just what I needed. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for those of you who this like feels like it would be a good fit for you that you're like, Oh yeah, I would like to make cardio a little bit more enjoyable. <laughs> I think that this is a great way to like kind of tiptoe your your little feetsies into into something that could be a little bit more fun. Um that's awesome. So, I'm curious, so whenever I start talking about cardio, like people ask me some of the same questions over and over again. <laughs> so, um instead of me answering them, I'm going to actually ask you guys to en- uh, to uh, answer them. So, one of the biggest questions that people ask me is if I train fasted or fed. So I'm curious about you guys. Do you guys train fasted or fed when you do your cardio? So this is definitely one of those ones that is personal preference and we are not (laughs) nutritionists, dietitians. Um, We go off of personal preference, but Lauren and I have always liked to train fast or not fasted. I'm sorry, fed very much fed, Mm -hmm. but we do smaller meals. Like we typically work out in the mornings or if it's afternoon, we'll do a small snack where we balance our macros. Um, so it's just enough to give us that energy because when it is an intense workout, you, you truly feel like you're pulling from all your energy stores. And if we're running on nothing, it just doesn't feel like nourishing and energizing for us. But again, that's one of those personal preferences. Totally. Yeah. Are you the same way, Lauren? I am the same way. Yeah, actually I'm probably even more so than Kelly. I need to have food in my stomach or else I feel like, again, I'll get halfway through workout and I'll just feel like I have no energy. I have nothing to pull from. And then I also feel like, am I just, I, I know maybe it's not true, but I almost feel like I'm then burning muscle and things that I don't need to be like, I want that energy. So then I can get everything I can out of my body and then I can eat, you know, protein and that sort of thing after to then rebuild that muscle. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. What about tracking your heart rates during your guys' workouts? Do you guys do that? (laughs) 
<laughs> I know Kelly's laughing at me for this one because I'm such a data nut. Um, I do track my heart rate. Kelly does not. And I don't necessarily track it. I mean, let's see. I do track it. I don't pay super close attention to it. I wouldn't say, I mean, if I'm pregnant, I definitely, I have two little ones. So during my pregnancy, I definitely did key into that, but I just like to do it to see where I'm at, to see how hard I pushed that day, to see how high my heart rate got, to see what my average heart rate was throughout a workout. And then it's also really fun when you're interval training, because you see those peaks and valleys. It is so clear when you're working hard and when you're resting and just to kind of see that progression throughout a workout is really fascinating to me. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, so one of the things that I think is really, uh, interesting and helpful for people to understand in terms of cardio versus weights, um, is that with weight training, we typically do the same things like over and over and over again, right? That's like progressive overload is you do the exact same lift and you try to do one more rep or you try to do a little bit more weight. Right. And so it's like week to week, your workouts can look very similar. Whereas with cardio, our bodies tend to adapt a little bit quicker with cardio. Um, and you can really stagnant. It's like, and anybody who has trained for a marathon or, you know, like had that kind of training where you're just like doing the kind of the same type of running every single day, it will get you to one level of fitness. And then you talk to those like expert marathoners and they actually are changing up their cardio a whole bunch. They're doing sprint days and hill days and long days and short days. And like, I don't know, there's a word that starts with an F that you guys probably know. Fartlick training. Fartlick. Look at me go guys. <laughs> but like they're doing all these types of training that are all uh, different. Um, and so I'm curious for you guys, how often are you changing up that cardio day to day, week to week? What does that look like for, for you? And is it, is it in order to like help with that adaptation or is it just cause you're bored? We constantly change it up. Um, yeah. part can be boredom part can be adaptation. A lot is injury prevention. I would say that's our number one reason to change it up because it doesn't matter what cardio you do. It can still be pretty high impact. I mean, most of the time people are running of course. And so for Lauren and me having suffered injuries back in college, we change up the running that we do. And that keeps us a lot healthier. So we might be doing a track workout one day or a tread workout another day or running stairs or hills or hopping on the elliptical. If you really want to cross train, so I think that it just does so much for not plateauing mentally for changing it up. So you're excited to do the different modality each time. Um, but we definitely stick to a routine to where is like Tuesdays, we love doing track workouts or, you know, Thursdays we love doing tread. I do think that having routine is super important to have the consistency of showing up and knowing what you're going to do and progressing in that specific cardio workout. But that being said, we constantly mix it up and we encourage our community to too as well, because a lot of times you get stuck in that. I just want to do tread mm-hmm. or I just want to go outside and run. And a lot of times when you have that same strike pattern, if you are in fact running, you're just getting the same impact in the same place over and over and over again, which you can of course get in strength training as well. So I think the more that you can mix that up, the better for your body, um, to not only plateau, but yeah, with injury prevention is huge as we get older. Yeah. yeah. And one thing to add to that, um, with strength training and nice because you're, you're lifting weights and you can see that progression and you can see that you're doing more or you're lifting heavier. Um, and that's really important for us in cardio as well. So we will track all of our workouts. If we're running a track workout, we'll write down our times. We'll make sure to write down our rest because that's really important. It has a big impact on how hard you're pushing, how fast you're running, that sort of thing. Um, beyond that, it's also so key to how we structure all of our workouts. We're very specific. So you're never going to be left on the treadmill, just saying 
okay, you're, you're pushing yourself for the next minute. You, we will always tell you exactly how fast to be running, exactly what incline to be running at. And we allow you to find your base. So everyone is working from their own personal base. But if that means your base is a five mile per hour jog, you're doing the entire workout based off of that five mile per hour jog. And we have full programs where you'll progress through say a series of 12 workouts and you'll do the entire program at five miles per hour. Then we challenge you to go back and try it again at your base being 5.5 miles per hour. So you can see and feel that progression and see yourself getting faster and stronger throughout. Um, and we also, I was going to say during outdoor runs, we coach you specifically as well. That's a little more perceived exertion, but were, and then we'll tell you, you know, track your mileage, see how far you went in that 28 minute run and see the next time you do that run, can you run a little bit further? Um, so we love to push you guys to reach new goals as well. And I think that, and maybe that's one of the things that uh, a lot of people struggle with, with cardio is it's like, I don't see any progress. <laughs> like when it's like weight training, it's like, I lifted five pounds heavier than I lifted last time. And like, I just got a PR on my squad and it can, it can feed that like need to like continually improve as an athlete can and should. And yeah, I love so that. that you guys are speaking to how like you can incorporate that same level of excitement of like PRing in a cardio sense and can, and should be doing that. And that again, is another thing going back to that. Like, how do we make cardio more exciting? How do we make it more fun? I, I know for me, if I'm like able to like shoot for a PR, that's to me is mm-hmm. going to make, going to make cardio way more fun than like going for a three mile run. Yes. A thousand yeah, if you, I don't think it would get measurable. Yes. yes make it say, measurable for us. I wouldn't do it if it weren't Kelly laughed at me yesterday. We were actually running stairs and I was like, hang on guys. I got to run back to my car for something. And I jet back to my car. I come back. She's like, you are grabbing your watch, huh? You're like, like, yeah, I was. Yeah. Because this workout's pointless. If I don't time it, <laughs> I have to know my time and I have to yes. beat my time. Exactly. <laughs> I think that definitely is like the athlete too, like, like competitiveness, uh-huh. Just whether nice it's having a-, a benchmark too. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. I think that's, that's so awesome. So for you guys now, and I know you guys are in kind of different stages of your life, Lauren, you have kids, Kelly, you don't have kids yet, but you're in a corporate job and you're like working a bunch and you guys are running SysFit and it's like, it's a different stage of life. So what are you guys currently working on in terms of your health and fitness goals? What's, what's driving you right now? I'll take that one. Um, so we honestly, we just love feeling like we have a strong base and we're progressing toward something further. So as we just discussed, we keep track of all our workouts and we want to see that improvement, but we also really want balance. Um, we're enjoying being able to pick and choose the workouts that feel good, but that also are helping us to grow. Um, Kel, what would you add to that? Well, I mean, I would say for you, yours is more sanity. So we're probably (laughs) training at slightly different levels to where Lauren is like, wants to just hit closer to that, like high, high athlete level. And I'm kind of in the mode of, it's funny. I keep saying, I'm like, I'm not being lazy. I'm just at that 80% just at this stage of life. Don't want to push that hundred percent, but then next month I might change my mind and I'll be like all in hundred percent, but definitely always knowing that we, at any given workout or any given time, we can progress and push ourselves to be a little bit better than we were yesterday. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's constantly our mindset is just how can we use these workouts to fuel the rest of our lives and our motivation and our discipline and our consistency. So, yeah. So here's a question that just was coming to me as you were talking, Kelly. Um, 
and I'm going to try and form it in my mind because what I was starting to think about was just how many people we have um, who have gone through Macros 101 or have gone through coaching and they feel like at some time in their life, they were, you know, X weight, X fitness level, like, you know, at that, at that peak. And here they are, you know, five years later and they're not really in that same shape that they were five years ago. And oftentimes there's this like longing to be back there. It's like, I was there once, like, but I'm not there right now. And there's a problem with that, right? It's like hard to accept that, like, I'm not at the same fitness level as I was five years ago. And so as you were speaking to that, I'm just curious how, because I think we go through phases, like all of us go through phases in our life. And sometimes you're fitter than others. And sometimes you have more time than others. And sometimes you're a D one athlete. And sometimes you're not, you know, and we all go through these phases, but how do you get to that place where you're okay with that of recognizing like, Hey, I used to be a lot fitter. I used to be able to run that a lot faster and I'm not at that place right now. And that's okay. And I can, I can own that and I can accept it and I can still work to push myself, but I can make peace with the fact that like, maybe I can't run a 440 the fast as fast as I used to be able to a long time ago. Will you kind of mm-hmm. like, just speak to like where, how, how you've gotten to that place? Yeah, no, that's so valuable. I think for me, at least it was a stripping down during COVID of feeling like I just, I'm going through the motions. I'm still getting out there. I want to keep my consistency, but I just lost a bit of that drive. And I think we all experience that, right? You're not going to be at peak motivation. That's one of the things you talk about a ton in your macros 101, which I love. You're like, I'm not always going to wake up and be like, well, let's do this. Like I'm all, I'm all in. And so for me, I just through COVID and then I had a hamstring pull semi recently. Um, that's just been a nagging injury of mine. And I just had to let off a bit, but then I realized during this stage of my life, it feels good to let off a bit, like pushing 80% versus hundred. I don't feel quite as depleted and I just feel more energized. And this is what feels good right now. And I have weeks where I want to just go full force too. But I think just realizing that like life stages are different and you're in control of them and you can always change them, but just being okay with what you're prioritizing at that time. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I think it, it really does come down to like recognizing that not everything can be a priority at all times in your life. And Mm -hmm. at one point in your life, like running really was the priority, right? You were a student athlete. It was like your school and like you're running. (laughs) Those were the the priorities. And then life changes and other things become priorities and you get a job or you have kids or you're traveling, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that it's not as big of a priority. It doesn't mean anything's wrong. Um, It's okay to, like I said, accept those like different ebbs and flows of life. And that's where it's nice too, to have, sometimes the measurability can can beat you up. Right. Like, cause I will right. So that's kind of what I was like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> if you have numbers, it's very evident that you're not as fit as you used to be, or that mm-hmm. you don't weigh the same amount as you used to be or whatever. You don't fit the same pants, What you know, whatever that, that thing is where you're like longing for that. When you have those data points, it's really easy to then go to that next thing. of like, no, it's like, I'm really not there because <laughs> look, the, look at the numbers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it takes a while to get that acceptance, but I do think that you can, like, I dropped my, my jog pace like in our CISFIT, you know, kind of like metrics. Mm. And I was like, almost ashamed. I'm like, Lauren, man, I'm going at like this lower jock pace. But I'm like, but that is where I'm at. Right. So that's where I need to take this from. And that does not mean that I can't progress, but just be realistic. And it's, it's definitely taken time because Lauren and I are both very type A. So Mm -hmm. it's a little bit humbling, but at the same time, I'm like, but I was, I've been able to, you know, travel and do these things that, you know, if I had children and this busy lifestyle, like I wouldn't be able to. So that means I can go out to dinner and drink some friends and I can do these different things to where it's still a priority for me. But it, like I said, it's just different priorities at different times. And I think just 
having that acceptance and not constantly comparing to your former self, which we are all so guilty of. That's like the biggest comparison I think we all have. Right. And just letting that go and saying like, yeah, but this version is different in so many ways. And if you were comparing not just fitness metrics, you probably enjoy this version of yourself way more than that one that was at your leanest or fastest time, right? You might love that you have a different balance and that you're not stressing over certain things or that you have more free time. Like, I just think there's more that comes into play, but we focus on the fitness numbers more. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the most insidious comparison that can happen too, because we compare to other people, but then on some level we do understand we're like, well, they're different than me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they're a different person than me. So I think it's a little bit more insidious when we start comparing ourselves because we start to convince ourselves, well, like I'm the same person. So why, why is there this difference? But I think what you said, Kelly is so valuable is like, it still is like an apples and oranges comparison because yeah, you're the same person, but are you really the same person? Like, do you have different uh, d- needs or desires or time constraints or like age, right? You're not, you're not the same person. Cause you're, you're older. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah it's absolutely. just like a different phase of life. And so it's insidious because we think it's a, it's a good comparison because it's us, but in reality, it still is like this apples to oranges comparison because you're at a different stage of life. It's a, a different phase and different age and all those things. Um, totally. I was going to jump in on one thing I was going to say. Yeah. I'm so glad, first of all, that you brought this up because this is something that comes up for us in our community all the time too. And it's looking back at photos. Why don't I look that way? Or yes. why don't, you know, all, all of those things. And one of the things we say is Kelly and I like to kind of wipe the slate clean every, you know, year to two years and just go, Hey, okay, let's look back at where I was two years ago, life as a whole, everything going on. And let's look at where we are at now. So for me, I might be in a better fitness place right now because I don't have a newborn anymore. But when I was looking at that two years ago and looking back, then it was a completely different place. So just kind of realizing overall things are different. Let's focus on where we're at right now. And like, if we're in one of those exciting building phases, let's mark everything down and let's grow from there. But then to Kel's point, you know, she's like, Hey, I, you know, I dropped my jog pace and she did. She, she mentioned that to me and I was like, but what does that matter? Like, is it, a, is it negatively actually affecting you in any way? Right. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, no I'm, like, I'm, enjoying it good. I'm happy. I feel more balanced. I'm still getting a killer workout. Cause that's where I'm at right now. And no, it's not. And I'm, you know, kicking butt and everything else. So I think looking at the whole picture and not just looking at the numbers and going, Oh my gosh, I'm not doing what I could before, but I'm doing so many other things even better than I was before. So that's good. Really yeah. That's, that's so good. And, and, and so important and so applicable. I feel like whether or not you want to do cardio or whether or not where you're at right now, I think we can all relate to there being phases of our lives where things were different and, or we could even call them better. And that comparison to that former self is never, is never helpful. And, um, I think it's, and I think a lot of you probably get this too, Amber. I think probably both of our communities look at us as leaders and think that every day we wake up and are different than them. Yeah. And the fact, the reality is that we're not, you know, like I might fall off on my workouts and I might fall. I mean, all in all, you learn the consistency. And I do think that the habits are there and the consistency is there for both Lauren and myself, 1000%. But yeah, you don't wake up feeling like you have all the energy in the world and you want to crush this workout. And next month, you're going to be that much better and stronger and more fit. Like we all go through stages of lacking motivation and, you know, feeling frustrated or having those comparison bouts. And it's just a constantly a journey of just getting to your most just like level head and where you feel good and where you feel confident and you're happy and your priorities are right. Whether you know, that's spending time with family and friends or whether that's taking the time to yourself to work out super hard. It just all ebbs and flows. 
Yeah. It's so good. Awesome. Well, this has been really fun. Uh, thanks for coming on and chatting cardio with me and, uh, sharing your guys' expertise. If somebody is wanting, um, more and they're excited maybe about including a little bit more cardio, they want to check out your app or whatever, where can they find you? Yeah. So in the app store, we have our faster by SysFit app. Um, SysFit is S I S S F I T. And we also have Instagram, which is at sis underscore fit. Um, actually on there, we also have some free follow along treadmill workouts. So if you want, we're actually on video, it's totally free. You can, um, hop on and do a workout with us, or we have our PDF guides on sysfit.com. Yeah. And then if you wanted to sign up for the challenge that's coming up in two weeks, uh, you can go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash, oh, what did I decide it was going to be forward slash cardio challenge. Uh, and we'll have that challenge that you can sign up for and come, come join me and Lauren and Kelly, uh, to, you know, try a little bit, something new, throw something in there a little new for some of you, um, for some of you, maybe just changing up whatever you're doing as cardio and seeing if we can make it a little bit more fun with the community and an app and them coaching giveaways. <laughs> and <Definitely>. giveaways <laughs> and prizes and, and all of those fun things. Um, say it's free and it's only two weeks, so we can, all that's right. You can It'll do anything for that. two weeks. Yeah. So yeah. that's bicesunderbabies.com forward slash cardio challenge. And you'll find all the information there. Lauren and Kelly, it's been so awesome. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing with our audience. And uh, yes, thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thanks, Amber. I hope that you enjoyed that interview with Lauren and Kelly. I thought we just like, again, sometimes I have, I always have plans for what we're going to talk about in a, in a podcast. And then sometimes things just like organically come up that I just think are so good. And I think we had some really good conversation about comparison uh, with our former selves. And I, I just thought that was such a great, a great way to kind of tie up this podcast episode. And I hope that you're feeling a little bit more excited about the fact that maybe cardio doesn't have to be boring. <laughs> maybe it can actually be exciting and maybe there's ways to make it a little bit more fun because there are, there is benefits to cardio. There is, um, you know, physical and mental benefits to including that in your, in your plan. If you are asking yourself the question after listening to this episode of you know, how much cardio should I be doing based off of my goals, based off of my body type? I do highly recommend that you go and listen to episode number 96. We'll link that up in the show notes, but that's going to give you um, a much better idea of breaking down the amount of cardio that you should be doing based off of where you're at, what you want to accomplish and you know, what body type you have. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.